0: We we need to be okay with being weird, and stop stop trying to appease culture, and just get really clear about you know the biblical message, the biblical worldview. Uh, what has God truly said? Yeah. You know we don't want to be uh, unnecessarily weird, and and we don't want to be unnecessarily offensive, and those kinds of things but we also uh, cannot be driven, must not be driven
1: by the desire to be culturally accepted. Everyone and welcome once again to Calvary Conversations. We're pleased to be with you today. Uh, I will be your host for this session, Dr. Joshua Paxton, Director of the Burnham Center for Global Engagement here and, and Associate Professor of Intercultural Studies. And so uh, with me today is uh, Sean LePage. Uh, Sean is the Chair of our Ministry Studies Department here at Calvary. We are pleased to have him. Thank you for, for joining me today, Sean, for this important discussion. We are... Uh, coming at you today with a a very important conversation regarding how can the the church uh, be prepared to face some of the challenges that we face today? Challenges, you know, well, Sean's gonna describe but what those challenges are. But uh, you know, how can we as the church and and we kind of want to frame this, Yes, local churches, but also church universal. I see what you did there, Sean. And so, how can we (laughs) enter into that conversation? Just you know, start a conversation about what the church can do related to some of the issues faced. The church has always had issues, right? Uh, But we need to approach those with intentionality and how we're going to deal with them. So, so Sean, let's kick it off with um, you know what are. Some of the biggest challenges that we face today, and in, in the church, at least from your perspective,
0: yeah, good. I, I agree with what you just said. You know, uh, in some sense, the church has always faced big challenges. In fact, ministry is has always been challenging. It always is challenging, and you know, um, every generation of humans is is plagued by uh, sin. And um, I, I often think about that that uh, verse in Romans where Paul's Paul's talking about all people, humanity, and and uh, you know our tendency to uh, to refuse to acknowledge God and just all the various ways that people sin. And he he actually says in verse thirty of Romans one that that people are inventors of evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you know just yeah. when we we've got people all figured out, then they're you know we're going to figure out an, another way to to be evil. So we 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 just shouldn't be surprised. Um, But, you know, in other ways, I do think that we face challenges that really our our fathers and our grandfathers in ministry wouldn't have imagined. You know, the people who trained us or the people that we've read uh, in our in our youth, um, you know, I'm not sure that they could have imagined some of the challenges that we face today. So, you know, Paul didn't have to worry about the Internet and social media. Right, right, right. Right. you know, like when you look at the issue of of sexuality, you know, of course, there's always been confusion about sexuality. And there's always uh, there's a kind of a natural tendency to rebel against um, biblical morality and 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 even cultural norms. Uh, but when when in our time, you know, most people don't even know what biblical morality is. You know, uh, they don't even know what those standards are, and and really, there are no cultural norms. You know, we've kind of come to an unprecedented place where, you know, there is no norm, there is no expectation, and people are 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 you know, burst outside the envelope, and they're and they're not even concerned about the edges of the envelope. They're just completely outside, in, in really in in unprecedented ways for for uh, Americans, I think. At least, you know, we could probably go back in history and find similar uh, similar conditions, but uh, for for the West and for um, uh, American Christianity, uh, these are these are almost unprecedented as far as sexuality. (laughs) I also hear people talk a lot about narcissism, you know, uh, Mm. that that's that's uh, obviously that's not new either. Uh, People have always wanted to be like God, uh, you know, (laughs) we've always wanted to get our own way. We've always wanted to do the things that we want to do. we've always wanted to be the center of the universe. Um, but it seems to me that in our time, it's encouraged like never before, you know, at least at least uh, in recent history. and mm. and um, you know, that's an empty destination to 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 be this to try to make yourself the center of the universe is an empty destination. And the more we go there, the more I think, the the more bleak things will get, uh, so I think you know narcissism, the narcissism of our time, and the and the encouragement of it is a is a big challenge. Um, you know I look at uh, speaking of sexuality, I also think about pornography. You know, uh, and and this too on on one level is not new. People have always tried to turn the beauty yes. of God's sexuality into something dirty and destructive, and that's not, that's not new, but the scale today, you know, uh, is staggering. It's, it's even frightening for me as a, as a father for, you know, the father of, of, uh, two young boys, you know, uh, to, to just, just think about the, the availability Mm -hmm. of, of pornography and, and it's really, it's unprecedented and, um, it's killing, uh, marriages and families. and, And we really don't know, uh, how, how uh, a culture can survive this kind of, uh, access to pornography. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a, that's a problem that I think that, um, really our, our, our fathers and grandfathers in ministry probably, uh, couldn't see, you know, the, 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 the scale at which, uh, we would be dealing with that. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, that's, that's destroying marriages and families. And, and, and so the, that's another major challenge is is family. Uh, the, the statistics keep coming in about the breakdown of the family and Mm -hmm. divorce and, um, you know, the, the rates of cohabitation and divorce are unprecedented, uh, at least in recent memory and, and, you know, and in some, some demographics, three out of four children will not grow up in a home with their father and some won't even know their father and um, and and a lot of demographic, demographics um, are are growing uh, even even if they're not at three out of four. I mean, think about that: three out of four kids, not even uh, growing up with their father. Um, but but a lot of demographics are are um, you know chasing that statistic pretty pretty quickly, and and so th- that kind of breakdown of the family impacts every area of life and culture. And, um, you know, I'm afraid it's going to get worse before it gets better. But uh, but that's a that's a major challenge. I think that's that's almost a a root challenge.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But,
0: you know, I also think about some underlying currents of culture that I think are less um, obvious. I think these things are just in our face all the time, but there's some other things that are maybe less um, clear. They're 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 harder to identify. And um, you know, so for example, um, just look at the issue of say inclusivism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's a that's a cultural uh, value uh, that that uh, is often, um, I think, confusing, but definitely challenging for Christians because you know, as a culture, we don't really want anyone to be left out. We don't want to yeah. identify someone as other. You know. Uh, we don't want to be that jerk, you know, in our culture who who basically, you know, pigeonholes people and 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 and, you know, leaves them out. Um, but but that's that's a, 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 a kind of an underlying cultural issue that we're we're having to deal with. Uh, that's a it's a big challenge.
1: That's a Yeah, that's a difficult one. You know, even from a believer's perspective are obviously. The gospel is inclusive right the gospel is for <laughs> right. is for everybody and even that even that component there in our culture of if you're if you're not accepting of you know if if you don't accept the belief entirely then you're rejecting the person which is which is a false dichotomy right i can i can accept a person i can i can love a person without accepting everything that person believes. Yeah,
0: that's right. And really the Christian perspective of that is is very misunderstood. You know, we're we're seen as, you know, shunning people, but we're actually we're actually, you know, trying to uh you know, our whole mission is to uh to invite you into God's mm-hmm. family and we we do, you know, want to in- include everybody, but but uh you know, there, there, there are standards there, and 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 really, um, you might you might call them barriers to 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 a certain extent. But uh, but uh, you know, and and that's that reminds me of another challenge that I think we face, and that's just the issue of communication. All right, more? Then
1: we need to give people hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, uh, just just uh, communication. You know, there there are so many. Uh, uh, challenges related to to communicating with people, and and uh, we have so much information coming at us, and and uh, you know, I know that at least in my experience, my my education did not uh, really teach me logic and discernment, uh, and I I got to go to a good school, I got to go to a private school, and and I, I don't feel like you know my education prepared me for 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 really uh, thinking my way through the challenges that we face, and and um you know so many people in our c- current culture as we've talked about before are driven by emotion and when we're required to work through complex subjects uh it's 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 overwhelming and you know the the joke is right now and maybe there's some truth to it but the joke is that uh, gen z uh you know if you don't capture their uh, attention within 8 seconds you're not going to um and you know we we do know that um you know attention span has been reduced and and so it's just very difficult you know uh, to 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 know and understand truth does require some 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 patience and some some hard work you know if you look at subjects like you know epistemology how, how do we know what we know you know that's a fundamental question that really everybody needs to wrestle with to some extent uh, but that's That's just very difficult for a a modern audience to to work with and, you know, much less, you know, issues of philosophy and theology. That's a matter of working through, you know, uh, not just um, not just say the Bible, but just all the, the plethora of opinions and ideas that are that are splattered all over the Internet and social media. And so and that's particularly important for us as Christians, because we are people of the book. We are, uh, you know, the truth is at the heart of our faith. And, and, uh, you know, as Peter wrote, you know, sometimes the scriptures are difficult to understand and there are, there are other people who are trying to distort them. So, so, you know, this is getting at the heart of, of what we uh, are trying to accomplish as Christians. And, and, uh, you know, um, the work of God, which he's invited us into is, the transformation of people you know uh, only god can do that but he has invited us to participate in that work and that begins in the mind so communication and words and study and and all these things become uh, really important and and we have serious challenges in that area so
1: yeah absolutely so so with all of those challenges as as we address our theme about how the church can be prepared to to face those Yeah, what are some of the things the church needs to be doing?
0: My first answer is, you know, it sounds like a pat answer, but it's, it's really not. It is, it is true. We must pray. You know, we have a tendency in our time, and I think this may be, you know, a cultural thing, maybe related to modernism. (laughs) A lot of us grew up in, uh, with a modernistic influence where, where, you know, we can solve any problem, right? You know, uh, we we uh, we we have a tendency to focus on what we can do and what we can accomplish. Um,
1: the American can-do attitude. Get her done.
0: But you know, I, in in just listing through those those problems, you know, the challenges that came to mind. You know, it's obvious. You know, we're like we're like David's facing uh, some serious Goliaths. You know, not just one, but a bunch of Goliaths. And you know, we we tend to forget that. David said, "The battle belongs to the Lord," and so prayer is just acknowledging that and and, and recognizing that, you know, um, we're we're in a a spiritual struggle which we cannot win. Um, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal; they cannot be, you know, the things that we can hold in our hands or the 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 great uh, the great words that we can craft to. You know, cut through the confusion of our times. You know, uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but uh, but spiritual. And and so, uh, as we um, as we forget uh, that prayer is so vital, you know, we're we're going to be less and less effective. And and I'm not I'm not talking about you all out there or them. I'm talking about myself as well. You know, this is our tendency, I think, to 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 focus on what we can do. And we and we often um, don't give as much attention to just inviting God to do what he does, you know, and and uh, I think it's something we should repent of, really, is our is our lack of into our
1: culture, like that that word keeps coming up. But this aspect of doing an activity is is embedded into our our cultural values
0: yeah yeah so i i would also so what else? i would also uh just i would keep the focus of, first of all here on the church yeah. you know um i think that i think that uh you know um we we need to consider um the the necessity of the church to be uh revived you know revival is is a, a critical idea like when you look at the biblical revivals um, there was a a serious and intentional um, return to scripture and the obedience of scripture. Like I think about King Josiah and, you know, he, he was, he was, he became King at a time when Israel was just, uh, just, just so far from God and, uh, and they, and somebody finds the scroll in the temple and it's probably Deuteronomy, but it's definitely scripture. And some, and he just says, well, read it to me. And, and somebody reads the Bible to him the first time in Israel the 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 nation that had the scriptures and he tears his clothes he he, he recognizes that all of their troubles are are you know come from a, a lack of understanding of the scripture and a, a lack of obedience to the scriptures and so so um you know that led to Reformation you know not just all of a sudden God shows up and does these miraculous things but but I think the church needs to, to, uh, you know, really do it, you know, make a serious return to scripture and and being clear about scripture and then reforming every area of life, um, which is kind of like, you know, in the Old Testament of preparing the altar, so to speak, you know, um, God is the only one who can bring revival that, you know, this is why we pray because God is the only one that really has the power to to change to to meet the challenges, say, that the church is facing, um, but we have a responsibility to prepare that altar. And uh, so we do have a responsibility there. and And when Josiah in that story, prepared the altar, so to speak, you know god God worked and moved and brought revival to his people. And that affected uh, the entire world around them. So I think we we have to have, you know, like was it uh, Chesterton who said, your God is too small. And I think in some ways, you know, in, in American Christianity, our God is too small. And we don't sure. that's why we don't pray and, and we don't, you know, seek him uh, earnestly uh, as the solution to our problems is because, you know, we we uh, we think of God as one of us or something. And and, and so we don't we don't uh, we, we think of what we we can do and what we should do rather than really inviting God into uh the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and um another thing that I think the church has to be doing uh, it is you know to be okay with being outsiders. We we need to be uh, okay with being weird and stop stop trying to appease culture mm-hmm. and just get really clear about you know, the biblical message, the biblical worldview, uh, what has God truly said? Yeah. You know, we don't want to be uh, unnecessarily weird and and we don't want to be unnecessarily offensive and those kinds of things. But we also uh, cannot be driven, must not be driven by the desire to be culturally accepted. And I think this is, this is a, another big problem within the church. You know, there's an interesting book. Um, it's, it's a, sh- a very short book. In fact, I think the author calls it a booklet,
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, it's by a reform scholar named Carl Truman, and it's called the real scandal of the evangelical mind. So mm-hmm. just a little backstory, a long time ago, I think in the, the nineties, uh, Mark Knoll, a church historian wrote the scandal of the evangelical mind. And uh, I'm not entirely crazy about that book. Ah, uh, Knowles' book. Um, it was critical of dispensationalism. It was critical of six-day creationism and and other things that that I believe. Um, but his
1: we his, should be able to handle criticism.
0: Yeah, we definitely should. Um, but his point in that book was um, that these positions, uh, often you know, uh, positions like dispensationalism or six-day creationism, put Christians on the fringe of of uh, what he might call thoughtful, educated culture.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, so uh, that was that was a very uh, influential book um, in, in its time. But then Truman came along, and I just recently discovered this book. He actually wrote it in 2011, uh, and and he writes the the true or or the real scandal of the evangelical mind. And he argues that Noel was right that some of our beliefs place us on the fringe of culture. Absolutely. But but that isn't the real problem. And so Truman said, and and again he wrote this, uh, what eleven years ago. Uh, so it's almost prophetic. But he said that evangelicals have so de-emphasized uh, doctrine and just a, a, a clear understanding of uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, truth and what God has actually said. That really just about anybody can call themselves evangelical and there's no real way to challenge that evangelicalism is such a squishy term it doesn't really we we haven't been we haven't emphasized the need to be very clear about what we believe so so truman says and i think he's right that most uh so-called evangelicals uh churches and ministries uh will either have to accept all kinds of cultural doctrines, cultural uh, uh, beliefs, uh, such as you know the legitimacy legitimacy of homosexuality, which he talks about in the book, uh, that kind of thing. We'll have to just you know appease the culture and accept that, or we will have to accept our our, our marginal status in culture and and endure the scorn of those uh, you know the main voices of the public square. So in other words, we will uh, stand on what we believe, or we won't stand for anything, you know? So, um, so to answer the question though, um, you know, what, what should the church do? I think we need to be prepared to be social outcasts, you know, not, not encourage that in any way, uh, but just, um, you know, to think rightly about this, you know, like in first Corinthians one, for example, uh Paul says uh, that we preach Christ crucified he says to the Jews <laughs> what that, that's, that's a stumbling block and he says mm-hmm. to Gentiles it's foolishness and the greek word behind that is actually where we get the english word moronic <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh, but he also says in the next verse you know even though you know we're going to be a stumbling block to Jews and a and a and a, and, and moronic to Gentiles he reminds us that to those who are called Jews and Gentiles, in other words, some Jews and Gentiles will believe and they will recognize that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So so right. uh, basically we we need to be prepared. We need to brace ourselves and be prepared to be, you know, social outcasts, if you will. Um, but but um uh, not, uh, you know, give into the culture, and 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 I think that that uh, that's that's really where we are, and so that's why I say I think Truman's book was somewhat prophetic eleven years ago, because it seems like in the past decade or so, boy, the churches have really uh, worked hard at being culturally acceptable, and I think that's a that's a that's a problem.
1: You know, to to the pastor who is listening to this discussion and and he's hearing these he's hearing these things what is you know what's maybe the one chief piece of advice that you would you would want to leave him with something he can hang his hat on well let me
0: let me approach that from uh, my perspective as a uh, ministry studies chair so you know what we're what we're trying to do and and um i think this is applicable to to all christians and and ministry leaders is is uh we have to uh take a kind of a holistic approach to this and and in in other words we have to prepare we have to be prepared and that's what we're trying to do in uh the ministry studies department here you know uh we we uh, are, are are training up um youth pastors uh children's ministry uh leaders uh, as well as Uh, Pastors and and uh, just just people who are studying ministry studies uh, that will end up in parachurch organizations, missions, or whatever. Uh, And and you know, uh, your department, your your emphasis of intercultural studies is also a part of ministry studies. And so, what we're trying to do uh, is again, you know, related to our mission statement as a school is prepare uh, Christians to live and serve in the church. And in the world, according to the biblical worldview, that's 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 why we think of ministry studies as central to the mission of Calvary University. And 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 so we're we're taking um, not not an entirely unique approach, but we think in terms of of knowledge and and character and skills. And I think anybody who wants to serve effectively in this in this time. Um must uh, must grow and be strong in knowledge and in character and in ministry skills. And so you know you look at uh, knowledge, and we're we're focused uh, heavily on teaching the biblical principles for ministry. So uh, sometimes those are hard to distinguish uh, from you know our cultural principles, our our church yes. traditions and our man-made ideas about what ministry actually is. Um so so in the ministry studies department, we're working hard at helping students, you know, as as really every generation must do, uh, re examine the scriptures to to rediscover, to, to, to get great clarity about what God has actually said, you know, what what is good and right and true and best when it comes to ministry. And that's hard to do. Um, but you know, if you work hard at that, um you and you understand the the principles, the biblical principles for ministry. You can really serve in any cultural and any time, any culture at any time, and and really minister effectively for Christ. So so we we, we focus on knowledge. We focus on character, and uh, this is hard to do in the in the academic setting, frankly. Um, um, but you know we we start with uh, knowledge there as well, just in understanding. Um, our true identity in Christ as image bearers uh, and and as those who have then been created in Christ Jesus for good works. Um, and uh, but we're we're also working on some tools that will help students to um to understand uh, not only those biblical principles of of you know what biblical maturity actually is and what strong character actually is, um but also their own um uh, status if you will they're, they're you know checking their own oil uh, so to speak uh, as far as figuring out it, which is really you know what character is, issues they need to work on and so we're we're working on that and 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 really that's a critical part of ministry is character you know somebody has said that 90% of ministry is just showing up you know and that's and i think yes. of you know the, the teddy roosevelt you know, uh, thing about being in the arena, you know, um, just being in the arena half the time is it, it requires courage. Really courage is at actually at the heart of the spiritual life. And, 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 and that's, that's about our character. And, and, uh, you know, as we're, as we're talking about ministry being challenging and, and the, the challenges of our time, um, that's going to require courage. That's going to require character in order for people to minister effectively, and, and, you know, the other thing that, that we I think we provide uh, uh, our students is uh, just experience. So, um, you know, you and I have been in ministry a long time and, and local church ministry and, and uh, our, our faculty have have been in ministry and are currently in ministry. And so we we can bring uh, the wisdom, I think, of, of that experience into uh, the, the training of of our students. And uh, that's that's a big deal. And then, you know, talking about ministry skills, you know, uh, again, we we have to have biblical clarity. What is it that we're actually supposed to do? and uh, so we we want to provide clarity and and just thinking about people who are in ministry just listening to this, not necessarily our students, but but we all need to get clarity about what it is that God has actually instructed us to do. And uh, that's again, that's Not necessarily the church culture that we find ourselves in that we've inherited or or what we grew up with or or what we prefer, you know, uh, that's what are those biblical principles and ministry skills. And uh, so we have to really be willing to look at scripture, you know, with uh, with an open mind and open heart and figure out what the actual functions are uh, opposed to, you know, cultural cultural forms. forms, right? you know so we want our students to be able to understand that biblical principle and say you know really exegete the situation and say what will work here maybe uh, maybe a circle of chairs and a dialogue will work much better than than a sermon in this case so so when we're clear about the functions we can wisely choose the forms uh, that work best in a given context so often theological training has focused on you know exegesis uh, and and preaching. And of course, exegesis, really understanding what God has said, really knowing how to study the scriptures and study them well is is uh, always going to serve our students well. and And preaching, uh, that's that's almost always, you know be, being able to to speak well and and to organize your thoughts and and to uh, persuade people. that's going to be a skill that's going to be effective in many situations, but we've often neglected other skills that are critical uh, for ministry, uh, such as, um, you know, for example, how to lead a church. Uh, if you've been around the church for 15 minutes uh, or longer, you know that, that it's full of sinful people who are at various stages of maturity. And so it takes a lot of skills to lead uh, that kind of a group, you know, um, think of uh, discernment, you know, uh, the, the skill of being able to listen to people and discern what's really the problem here or to yeah. listen to an argument. And, you know, uh, like I think about the, the counseling I've done, you know, to listen to a husband and wife arguing and to discern what's happening there. That's a ministry skill that mm-hmm. that uh, we've not always uh, emphasized or just the, the ability to persuade people, uh, you know, of course, using uh, the scriptures or or what about, you know, vision casting, helping a church to, to uh, uh, really uh, imagine what God might want to do with them and, and then, you know, casting that vision and helping them implement it. You know, these are, these are important skills, conflict resolution, Um, resolution, being able to be peace Makers instead of peacekeepers. That's that's a ministry skill, and 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 we could go on. But um, you know, uh, we 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 want to focus on uh, ministry skills uh, uh, that um, will serve uh, our students and and uh, anybody in ministry uh, well, uh, given the work that we that we've been commanded to do. Um, and, and generally speaking, that's knowledge and character and skill. Um, but but I think one of the things that that uh, is really uh, true of us at Calvary is that we're working hard to really uh, um, uh, surface those biblical principles behind all of this and really, uh, really getting biblical clarity about ministry principles. And again, I, I believe that that's at the heart of uh, our mission uh, as a school. We want to prepare people not just, uh, to, to, to get an A on our next quiz or not just to get a job in ministry, but to really minister well for the long, for the long haul. And that's, that's a hard thing to do. Um, but, but, uh, you know, we, we, we really believe in the, in the, uh, the, the need for, uh, preparation and that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. You know, I think, I think, um, we want to. We don't want to professionalize ministry um, a, as though it depends you know, upon your definition of the word. Right, right. So, like I'm talking about the clergy laity split. You yeah. know, kind of the yeah. the priest on the altar. You know, on on the platform, and everybody else just sit passively and and listen. We don't want that no um but nor do we want to send people into into the trenches unprepared like you look at the apostles uh when did jesus give them the great commission uh i'll answer it myself he gave it to them after three years of preparation and and equipping and and, and so we we often uh you know neglect that in our zeal to get people serving uh, but i think it's a really important emphasis
1: yeah the emphasis is definitely not on having some kind of professional and you know not some kind of split but rather the the preparation of all believers to to do ministry but adequate preparation for all believers not just not just throwing them in without that so yeah
0: yeah. absolutely absolutely
1: well thank you everyone for joining us uh thank you sean for for giving us your wisdom today uh thank you everyone for joining us god bless Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.